Hi there, I'm Russ, and welcome to Dapper Dividends. I'm beyond a beginner, far from an expert, and there's a good chance I know something you don't. The following content are my opinions on investing in life and are not financial advice, but shared for your fun and entertainment. Now that's Dapper. If you were down over $1,000 in a stock that you had recently bought, would you be pretty upset, freaked out, and panicked and ready to sell? Or would you be like me, a dividend growth investor? Yeah, a little bit upset I could have got it at a better price. But I have a long-term plan in place and a very long time horizon, so I'm not in the least bit worried. Welcome to Dapper Dividends number two for Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. I'm going to tell you about my experience buying AT&T and writing it down to being over 1200 in the hole coming back a little bit but before i do that speaking of the market and coming back this market is just crazy completely detached and decoupled from the economy the stock market is going way up and the economy by all accounts looks like it is pushing 20 million unemployed Okay, I guess so. Call me, call me skeptical, but I think we're we're gonna be in for a uh, for a lengthy uh, fight here and a lengthy recovery. And speaking of dividend growths, Johnson and Johnson today announced a five percent dividend increase, and also Procter and Gamble announced a six percent dividend increase. Now I own both of those. I am long in both of those, but. I'm actually not buying uh, this week. I'm trying to force myself to not buy. It's, it is hard watching everything go up, but I've just been building my war chest. I've been holding cash and adding more and more cash to the brokerage account. And I'm pretty convinced, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that there's gonna be another leg down. And when that leg hits, I plan on buying up pretty, uh, pretty heavily. And Ozark. My wife and I are watching Ozark. We just started it back up a few nights ago on the old Netflixer. And it was very interesting because we have shows we watch. We have a dear old friend that recently expired in the show Shit's Creek. If you haven't watched Shit's Creek, just phenomenal. Google it. Watch Shit's Creek. I don't think you'll be disappointed. So we saw that Ozark started up again. Honestly, when I watched the previous, uh, what happened, I didn't remember half of it. It felt like a vague memory from about a dozen years ago. But after watching two episodes, we're right back into it. We're right caught up and we're going to catch the third episode tonight. So did you know that if you own 100 shares of a stock, that you can sell a contract to sell those 100 shares at a future date, at a future price, which would be called a strike price. And if the share price closes underneath that strike price on that date, which is always a Friday in the future, you keep your 100 shares and you keep a what's called premium that somebody paid you for the option to be able to buy those shares. But if the shares close over that strike price, they can call away your shares and you will be compensated for 
those 100 shares up to the share price. So I always like to sell mine over my average, which ensures that if there is a rally in the price and it does go up and close by that date and over that price, that I will at least make a profit and I will not lose money. So this is something that took me quite a while to understand. And if you're interested, it's called covered call writing. I would go to YouTube and I would search out covered calls and covered call options and you'll learn everything you can want to know about it there and it's going to take you it's not going to be overnight it'll take you a while there was a very lackluster and brief explanation of covered call writing i had at&t called away in july i had previously owned 100 shares they were called away I tried to get cute reading a chart and thought I picked a resistance level that they would come down off of and it closed up and over and my 100 shares were called a way. So I naturally had a hole, an AT&T 100 share hole size left in my heart and I received my tax refund just as the market was tanking. So just a little bit of a recap, AT&T had kept going up and up and up from where my shares were called away. And it was bouncing anywhere between 36, almost touching $40 a share. And then the market started to drop and tank in late February. And I was flush with a pretty fat refund check. I ended up watching it drop to $32, bounce off that $32, and come back up where I bought all 100 shares at $37.08 because I was Mr. Impatient. And because of my nice little bit of impatience there, it immediately started to drop again and again, and it just kept going down, as did everything, which is why it wasn't an AT&T issue per se, it was a stock market volatility issue. Anyways, it went all the way down to a little over $25 a share, so I was down almost $1,200 of my AT&T shares. And the double whammy with that is the further that you get away from the strike price you want to sell at, which mine would have been at least 37. I would have taken no less than 37 for it. What is called the premium gets smaller as well. So if this is all sounding very confusing, congratulations, you're, it should sound confusing because as I said, options don't come to you easily overnight if you don't know about them. But the point of the story is that I was impatient. I knew better. The market was volatile. There was what I was almost sure was a dead cat dead cat bounce. And I broke my own rules. I did not dollar cost average in. And I was strictly buying just to sell covered calls, which you can get some pretty nice income. For example, when I sold my covered call of AT&T back in July, I was paid about $150, if memory serves, somewhere around $150 for the option to buy my shares if they went up, which they did go up. It was unexpected and they were called away. Now, I didn't lose money. I still was paid for the 
for the 100 shares plus the premium, which was over my average. So I definitely didn't lose money, but there was definitely an opportunity loss. So financially, there was no setback. There, there was no loss. And then this time around, when on one of the market rallies, I sold a call for $40 and I sold that call for about $18, $17 when there was a rally maybe like three weeks ago or so. So I got to keep that $17 and then obviously AT&T didn't close over $40 so I cut my 100 shares and they dropped again precipitously and now they've been coming back up. As a dividend growth investor, I have no fear here because AT&T is a blue chip company. They pay a solid growing dividend. Their current dividend price is 52 cents a share every 90 days. So on my 100 shares, I'm getting $52 while I sit and wait for the price to eventually come up. How long that's going to take for the premiums of selling covered calls to come up, I don't know, but I know eventually it will. And when it does, I'll be able to capitalize on that. So at least I'm being paid to wait. And as a dividend growth investor, that is always key. And you are never worried about losing. You're always buying a trick that us dividend growth investors use or some of the ones I know. We imagine that when we buy a share of AT&T, it is a sunk cost, meaning you won't be able to get your money back. It's something that we're going to buy and hold relatively forever until something major happens or changes within the company not the market but with the company we are going to buy and hold forever and collect those growing dividends so my lesson to you is that yeah i I was probably a little greedy i wanted to get to it writing the covered calls i was being impatient I, i didn't do the smart thing which was dollar cost average in that would be as maybe buying 15 to 20 shares a week waiting, buying a little here, buying a little there, tranche as we call them. So I'll buy a tranche here, buy a tranche there. Uh, You do have a risk of the price going up, but there's also a risk of the price going down if you buy all in one shot like I did. Dollar cost averaging is definitely a smart maneuver and there's always risk when investing in the stock market. But I didn't take the slow path to my 100 shares. But that leads to the bigger picture of not fearing mistakes. I've definitely learned to not fear mistakes because the road to success is paved with mistakes. And speaking of mistakes, I have a pretty good quote about that. But first, subscribe, like it. I am on Twitter at RustyRam78. Also check me out on YouTube. I have a channel called Stashing Worthy Acorns. It's a little bit of a side project, hobby that I started where I invest in the Stash app, the Worthy Bonds app, and the Acorns app. Started with $50. I'm putting in $5 a week for two years, and I want to see, and I'm reviewing and rating what that looks like after the two years. So thank you for your support. Remember Bartles and James? You guys probably don't remember Bartles and James. That's <laughs> This coming Monday, I'm going to be 42. And it's exciting because I've never been 42 before. I like to say that about every age I'm at. The quote I want to share with you guys is, if you make a mistake once and it becomes a lesson, make the same mistake twice, it becomes a choice. That's very important to remember because AT&T 
is not my first go around with this, which begs the question, was this purchase I made of AT&T a mistake or was it a choice? And if you will be back here on Friday, I will let you know what happened with Altria and why AT&T is more of a choice and not a mistake. Until next time, thank you for listening.